Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, (laughs) powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. I'm also the editor-in-chief for DrByCuspid.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Looking forward to this chat today. Want to make sure that you are subscribed to drbycuspid.com, drbycuspid.com. Make sure that you go for your free subscription, as well as that you're subscribed to the Dental Assistant Nation podcast series. Whether you get your podcast through Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, we are there. But today we are here with my friend Joanne Jones. Joanne, how are you today? Very good, Kevin. Pleasure to be here. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on such an important topic to every person in the dental practice. And let's talk about a change that the ADA has made in terms of policy toward oral cancer screening. And I'd love to just kind of let you explain what you think is so important and maybe what that policy change is. Okay, it's my absolute pleasure. I just wanted to say, too, I'm really excited to be able to present this because it has a bearing on each role within the practice uh, for the dentist, for the dental hygienist, for the dental assistants from an educational standpoint. This really is a critical turning point. And it's something that actually I've been I think my husband might say harping on, that might be his word, but I prefer to say educating and speaking on, and that is the inclusion of talking about oral pharyngeal cancer or back of the throat cancers included in our education uh, to our dental patients about oral cancer screening. So this very recent announcement that came out is a policy amendment, as you've mentioned, Uh, to that protocol and basically suggesting or a call to action for dental professionals to recognize that we no longer are just screening those that have those historical risk factors such as smoking and alcohol use, tobacco use in its many different forms today, but also those that may have been exposed to uh, to HPV or the human papillomavirus. So that's really where this big change has come in. Uh, So a couple of of things that are really interesting is when we look at 53,000 cases of oral cancer being diagnosed this year, out of those 53,000, there are actually about 20,000 that are attributed to pharyngeal cancer, oral pharyngeal cancer. So a very, Absolutely. very timely and, you know, recommendation. I know that we, have, we have talked in the past, you and I have talked, I know I've talked to other folks about how this is a, a growing trend and it's obviously one that really falls upon the dental team to educate their patients. And again, it may be a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation, especially if it, the HPV is brought up, but this is such an important thing and really falls under that oath of, of taking care of your patients and do no harm, I believe. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, you know, one of the interesting things is, is that first of all, and in all my lectures, I always make this point loud and clear right up front, there is absolutely no stigma 
with this new profile because the interesting point is uh, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, actually state that almost every sexually active adult will have an HPV infection in their lifetime. If we have a really you know, good functioning immune system, 99% of us will clear it. But it's that 1% that will have, you know, a persistent infection with a high risk strain that can morph itself or transform itself into an oncogenic presence. So I think back to, you know, my assisting days, and then I, I ended up going into dental hygiene and then, of course, got more involved into speaking and, and education. But my role as a dental assistant, I remember having those times that I would sit beside the patient and it was an opportunity of comfort where the patient felt very comfortable to pose a question. So here's the way the conversation, I kind of see it going because it is on a little bit of a slippery slope because we are talking about something that is sexually transmitted. So if we get into a conversation with a patient where we say, you know, we're going to be performing an oral cancer screening today or just the topic of oral cancer screening comes up. Often a patient that is a non-smoker or non-drinker will perhaps say, well, that's not really that important to me because I don't smoke, I don't drink. And it's really great to be able to present it in this very comfortable manner by saying that is awesome to hear because those are strong risk factors. However, the fastest growing profile today is actually attributed to a virus. A virus that's so common that the majority of us will have an infection with it at some point in our lifetime, but we might not even be aware of it. And then, you know, you can take that next step and go further and say a virus so common like the common cold. Most of us, you know, will get a, a cold one or two, three times a year and seven days or so we might feel a bit crummy, but our body will get rid of it. Same thing with this virus. However, for those, for whatever reason, might be immune compromised, the virus will continue to remain in the body, and it does have the potential to become cancerous. That's why, as a dental practice, we're in a great position to be able to do a really thorough examination for you today and make sure that we don't see any of these early signs that are attributed to this type of cancer. Yeah, and, and I think so, that what you just I don't know about so you, Kevin, but I just find that natural. such an easy way uh, to patient, approach the I'm subject there, without getting into you, the sex you talk. Me in, uh, you know, and, and certainly piqued my interest, uh, you know, and so I, I, think, I think those words that you just shared are so important. But, uh, and Joanne, I'm not sure what you're seeing out there, but I still know a lot of practices are saying, gosh, it's hard to fit all this into our schedule. It's hard to make sure that we have time to do everything we need to do, including this. Can you just say how important it is, again, that you have to make time to do this in your practice? Yes, because, and I'm not being overly dramatic, it could be the difference between life and death. There's no other way to say it. An omission can lead a person into late stage discovery. We cannot afford to omit this. However, you know, the reality of it is, and I always talk about this too, you know, when we were in dental school, we had like 10, 15 hours to complete a patient. And I remember that first day in practice, I yeah. looked at my schedule. I'm like, this can't be happening. I have like nine patients in my schedule. I can't even do a medical history update in less than four hours. 
you know, so how do we, how do we possibly manage? So the last thing I want to teach is a convoluted, difficult, challenging oral cancer screening or head and neck examination that takes four or five minutes. That's not reality. The reality is, is that we are called upon to do an examination once a year on every adult patient. And what I do is I trim it down and streamline it to what are the high risk areas. And we do go through a systematic overview, but you can do that examination in three minutes. And you can do it effectively if you know how to approach those high risk anatomical areas. And if you also understand, especially with this newer profile that is actually growing 225% over the last two decades, whereas smoking and alcohol related oral cancer has actually dropped by 50%. If you know some of the subtle symptoms, that also puts us light years ahead. And I do want to share that with your with your audience just quickly here. Uh, a few things that can be related to something that we may not have visual access to because it's so far back. But if your patient is continually clearing their throat, if they feel like something is caught in their throat, uh, if there's a change in their voice or there's hoarseness or they're having difficulty articulating certain words, or if when they stick out their tongue, it tracks to one side but does not go to the other, it's not symmetrical. Or if you look inside the mouth and you see tonsillar asymmetry and a lot of ongoing recurrent tonsillar infections that aren't responding to antibiotics. Those are uh, subtle so jo symptoms, Joanne, but man, so Kevin, those are sure life-saving symptoms. Our listeners where they can get more information on you and also on this policy change that, that we just have discussed today. For sure. Um, some of the things that I would direct them to is making sure that they go to some really credible sites for reference. And probably the best one that I could ever uh, direct your audience to is the Oral Cancer Foundation. So oralcancer.org. And if you go to the, to the bar across the top, if you scroll down to the HPV connection, that area has some really credible peer-reviewed information. It also uh, and I believe it's under their events section, under screening downloads. If they go to that information, there is a sheet that is a good handout for patients in the dental practice that talks about where we are with oral cancer today on one side. Flip side is oral pharyngeal cancer. What are the symptoms? What to look for? And what's so important? And the last thing that is a project I was personally involved in, we launched about a year ago, is checkyourmouth.org. Checkyourmouth.org uh, is a self-examination site teaching the public to check their mouth for anything unusual in between dental visits. And the other thing I put out there, if I can help anybody with anything at all in order to continue to perpetuate this message, please contact me. My website is joannejones.com, j-o-hyphen-a-n-n-e-jones.com. That also has where I'm lecturing, and I am presenting on this subject quite a bit in 2020. But most of all, just thank you, Kevin, very, very much for the opportunity to share this new update. To do your research and to figure out a way to make sure that your patients are 
protected as much as they can be and that they're checked as soon as they can be as well. So, Joanne, thanks again for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for your time. We know your time is valuable. That's why we keep these uh, podcasts short. Uh, but the Dental Assistant Nation series is powered by Ignite DA. Check out IgniteDA.net. Check out drbycuspid.com. All sorts of great resources on both sides that can help your dental practice grow and your dental assistants be My pleasure, because Kevin. Because whenever we learn together, hey, together we rise. And your dental assistants be empowered. because.